Starting today through the first Sunday of October, we will have a sermon series with the Psalms by considering three of Psalms attributed to David. Psalm 1st, Psalm 19, and Psalm 124. Through his writing, David not only tells about God's creation, but also gives us an insight into how to live as God's people. And we will consider today first, a psalm first, which we, all, uh, we know as happy psalm. What images come to your mind when you think of tree? For me, when it comes to tree, I always think of the tree that in the children's book, the giving tree always giving and sacrificing for his loved one. Some people personify trees as their friends, especially for those who planted the trees when they were children, because they grow together. Some people consider trees to be spiritual because they create universal life force energy, and then they live very long. I think trees are special parts of God's creation because they provide oxygen, improve air quality, conserve water, preserve soil, and support wildlife. And throughout history, trees have been used as a metaphor to describe a number of qualities such as life, prosperity, strength, stability, and wisdom. It is no accident that trees play a prominent role in the Bible, too. In fact, the trees quite literally bookend the story of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. In Genesis, Adam and Eve are tempted by a servant to eat the forbidden fruits of the tree, the tree of knowledge and of good and evil. Fast forward to the very end of the Bible in the book of Revelation, where St. John the Apostle shares a vision of a new earth and a new heaven. A river of the water of life flows from the throne of God through the middle of the street in the New Jerusalem. And on either side of the river stands the tree of life. The tree of life produces 12 fruits for each month of the year. And it grows leaves for the killing of the nations. As you know, for Jesus, trees were one of his favorite metaphors in his parables. There are many other examples of the trees throughout the Bible. And today we, found, we find one of the best examples in today's scripture reading, Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1 is known as the happy psalm because it says, Blessed are those. This happy psalm speaks about two different ways of life, a way of the blessed and the way of the wicked. The psalmist chose trees to represent the way of the blessed. 
He said, those who delight in God's law, those who are grounded in God's wisdom, are like trees. The trees planted by streams of water and the bearing fruits in due season with leaves that do not wither. It is the image of stability, strength, life, and fruitfulness. I, pres I presume that none of us would like to take the way of the wicked, right? So basically, what the psalmist suggests to us here is to be a tree and stay connected to the source of life by developing qualities like a healthy tree whose deep roots draw out the nutrients of the soil and drink deeply of the groundwater. If we do, our life will bear much fruits and bring happiness and blessings. On Tuesday, while doing the prayer walk, while I was passing by a house a block away from this church, actually this side, my eyes were caught by that house. That house had seven or eight eggplant trees at the corner, and each tree had many eggplants. They were so beautiful and big and looked so gorgeous. And then I was almost tempted to pick one. And then I saw the, the landlord sitting on the porch. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, we should be like this tree, bearing a lot of fruits, so we can make our God happy. And while preparing today's sermon, I thought of that tree that I saw last Tuesday. And then I, I thought, how can we be like the eggplant tree and the tree that is described in the psalm? Realistically, we do not have roots or branches like a tree. So how can we stay connected to the source of life, which is our God, so that we can grow and thrive and bear good fruits and be blessed eventually? The answer is in today's scripture reading. It is a simple but challenging. Let me read verse 1 for you. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand the way the sinners take or sit in the company of muckers. The first lesson the Bible teaches us through Psalm first is that a happy person is the one who understands what is not good for them. If you have a baby in your family, you probably hear or say no a lot. I also say no a lot to my four-year and 14-month-old son. As you know, no is a strong word to warn and inform your baby that what he or she is doing is dangerous or bad or not good. So you must say no to certain things to your baby so your baby can learn what is good for them and what they should or should not do as they grow. In verse first, the psalmist says that if we want to be blessed, 
We should not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way the sinners take, or sit in the company of muckers. These are things that prevent us from rooting in God with our trust. So we must decline or say no to the following three things. First, bad advice. Second, bad association. And the third, bad actions. NRSV translated verse first this way. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. It means that we should be careful about what we listen to. We are exposed to so much information and advice when we make a decision. If we do not have a filter for what we hear and see, to see what is good or bad or what is right or wrong, we will fall into a trap. So we have to be careful of what we listen to. Second thing we need to say no to is the bad associations. The next phrase says, blessed is the one who do not stand in the way that sinners take. If we follow the bad advice, we will soon stand among those who give it. And we are changed your faith, your pace. So we have to be careful who we hang out with. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, Paul says, bad company corrupts good character. Now, but please do not interpret this sentence like this. Okay, no more relationship with bad people or unbelievers. The psalm does not the psalm does not call us to withdraw from society into a defensive place. But the psalm suggests to us here is that what is to be avoided is not the wicked, but their influence and effect on our life. Think about who Jesus was. Jesus was called the friend of sinners. He ate with sinners, hung out with the sinners and unrighteous, but he did not follow their way. Let me emphasize this. Jesus did not hang out with the sinners in order to follow them or be like them, but Jesus hung out with them in hopes that Jesus could raise them up by his life and by his example so that they would want to become like Jesus Christ. So likewise, our goal should be to bring a positive influence to others rather than have the negative behaviors of others influences us. The third thing we need to say no to is bad actions. The next phrase says, blessed is the one who do not sit in the company of mockers. Let's look at the other translation. In the New Living Translation, this sentence is translated this way. Those who do not join in with the mockers will experience joy. Other translation replace mockers with disrespectful or scoffers or scornful. 
So this sentence, do not sit in the company of mockers, reminds us that the company we keep will have a powerful influence on our behavior and actions. So hang out with mockers, and it's likely that we will become one ourselves. And let's move on to the verse two. Now the psalmist moves from uh, all the don'ts and to all the do's. Let me read verse two. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. This is the second thing we must do in order to stay connected to the source of life and be blessed. A lot of Christians brag about what they do not and do. For example, they say, I do not smoke. I do not drink. I do not hang out with the bad folks. I do not sin. I do go to church every Sunday. I do read the Bible. These are all good things. But what if they do not find no joy or pleasant inside when they do these things? It is useless and no meaning at all. So it is very important for us to feel the, the delight inside of us. The psalmist says that a happy person is the one who delights in the law of the Lord. If you have not found joy or pleasure in the law of the Lord, you might wonder how we can get them. The psalmist says that we can get the joy through meditation. You know, meditation is different from reading. The Hebrew word meditate is the word haga, which means to cool, to mutter, to mourn, or to talk to oneself about. If we want to find a delight from the good food, then we have to eat slowly. And we have to taste it, right? Maybe you want to smell the aroma first, and then you want to taste it slowly. And then maybe you go like, mmm, this is so good. The same thing happened when we meditate on the Word of God. So Bible studies such as like the joy of Torah is a good way to find joy and delight through reading and meditating the Word of God. If you do alone, it might be difficult. But if, you, if we do with others, like our first later, Ed Demers, he's a very good uh, scholar on the Bibles, and then other folks like <laughs> Doug Strengthen and Navar and you know, so, so some other folks who join the Bible study, they can help us. We all can help us each other how to meditate and how to find the joy through um, their learning and the meditating the Bible. And the last, last Sunday, we witnessed the baptism of Liam Smith. And then we planted a new tree by baptizing the, the baby Liam Smith with water. 
and then we made the covenant with God and with the parents of Leah. Yeah, Aaron is sitting on there. We promised to God that we would help him to grow in the knowledge and love of God with our care and with our prayers. And that we did make the covenants as a church because we know and we believe that the Lord is the source of our direction in life. And then we do not want to see our keys wither, but rather we want to see them grow and thrive and bear much fruits. One of the ways that we can help them to stay connected with God and be blessed by God is to support our Sunday school program by offering the gifts and your time and your service. They need teachers to learn the Bible. They need programs to feel and experience God's tangible love. Without volunteers, without your support, we cannot run Sunday school program. So please help our Sunday school and help our children to stay connected with God. So they will be blessed and they will be happy. And I pray that we will be so too. Let us pray. <clears throat> our God, the source of our life, thank you for the model you have provided, the model of satisfaction, the model of what you called truly a happy person, a blessed person. Lord, help us to say no to the certain things that prevent us from you and help us to say yes to all the right things that bring growth and death and refreshments to others. And draw us to you, the fountain of living waters, the source of life. So our life will be planted in that stream, would grow as a tree that bears many fruits and its leaves never wither. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.